What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode three here at the podcast. Uh, I am CJ alongside Jonathan and Kyle. Fellas, how are you guys doing today? Exceptionally well. Kyle, how are you doing? Better than I deserve. And well, with that being said, let's talk, let's get into today's episode because today's episode is all about coaching and it's about the coaching carousel, but coaching in particular. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of responsibilities being a coach at any level in any sport. You know, being a coach, you want to be a, a good teacher, a good leader, a great communicator. And these are like just a few of the uh, traits that you want to have in a good coach. Um, and there's a lot. We have the big coaching carousel that's happened in the NFL. We also have the, another big lawsuit that's happening against the NFL by one of the head prospects, Brian Flores. Um, it is a very, uh, I mean, it's very unfortunate the fact that we have to resort to more lawsuits and to, to bring to the attention of the NFL just to try to figure a way out to help uh, coaches of color and uh, different minority groups to get opportunities to, you know, get interviews and to get those jobs in the NFL and high up uh, positions all over the country. Um, and I know Brian Flores is a coach that I truly, I like and respect. And I like the job that he's done um, in Miami Definitely didn't think he deserved to get fired uh, in Miami, but you know, there's a lot of semantics and uh, business things that's happening that wouldn't end on each organization. Um, but I want to get you guys' uh, perspective of the lawsuit and uh, the situation that's going on uh, with Brian Flores. Uh, so, whoever else can go first. Kyle, you want to start or you want me to start? I'll start. Um, I think it's a weird situation. Uh, obviously, something has to be done, but I think the rule itself sets up a bad precedent of what they're doing. Now, I agree that that everything, something does need to change, um, uh, big time. But they're complaining about fake interviews, but that's what the rule is forcing people to do. Um. I think that I think the only possible way to do this is to have someone who reports to the NFL in every organization and someone who maybe there's a committee, uh, a coaching slash GM front office committee that comes in and they don't actually are involved with your interview, um, but they sit in. So there's proof of it. Maybe it's a recording that they have to send to the front office um but saying that you have to hire a uh or you have to interview a person of color in person before you can hire anyone sets up exactly what they don't want now it's wrong still but it sets up that hey i have to bring this guy in we got to get it we got to get it done so let's just do it and that's it's sickening why it's a solution it's also not. Nah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely sick that, you know, we had to have the ruining rule in the first place. Correct. Because, you know, yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot of guys, a lot of minorities just get opportunities just to get in front of someone to talk to them. So, you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's a right heart idea to trying to help minorities just get in front of the big person, that ownership, just so they can speak in front of them to possibly create and spark a buzz for them. But the fact that we had to get the Rooney rule already shows that there was, uh, it was, there's already been some, you know, some fuckery that's been in the league for a while. Anyway, the fact that we had to have a Rooney rule. But it proves that, that it's a deeper problem. It's not about getting someone in front of someone. Right, it's the fact that they don't care. That's the only way that like they, they don't care who's in front. Like they have a name, and that's it. Like when they're doing a search, I bet you there's three names that they want, 
And it doesn't, and I truly believe that they're not sitting in the front, well, most, I would say most, are not sitting in the front, front offense going, well, I don't want that black guy. I don't want that Asian guy. I think they're sitting up there and go, well, dude, have you heard this guy? Have you heard, have you heard about this guy? And then they want those guys. But then they go, well, the Rooney rule. So, oh, let me, let me see who I can bring in here. Pep Hamilton did an interview. Bro, he's not getting a head coach job. That is a Rooney rule jump around to say the, to say the least. For sure, but the the original the original reason for the rooms just give those guys opportunity because when you have those interviews with people, then you're like, okay, like if say if someone who's in that brass for like say the Miami Dolphins um, was in that room for that meeting, then when he gets his own GM job, he heard him speak. He's like, oh, then that creates that buzz for him. It's like, well, I, I hear what he has to talk about leadership. Like, it, you just that's the biggest thing you want to create buzz as a coach and so that people want to speak with you more to see what your ideas and your plans are. Correct. But if you are bad faithing the interview because you already have your guy in mind, it doesn't matter what the person says. Oh, for sure. That's what I mean. I I, well, I get yeah. the point yeah. of the rule, but if you, if, if, so if I'm not a racist and I don't care who I hire, but I have three, three names in my hat and it's, uh, 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 three any color persons right and they go well you have three of the same color people you need another color person before you can hire anyone um okay let me go down the list okay i like him bring him in but you already have your three that you're gonna try to get the job now you just added this other guy because he follows the rules when the problem isn't these guys aren't qualified it's a problem is they're not hyped up enough they're not the steam's not there like I, that's hard to explain. That part is it's, hard it's to, explain. to explain. It's very easy to explain. There is currently one black NFL head coach. There's currently zero black NFL owners. And I don't think there's ever been a black NFL owner. I think that that is a, a black owner is a problem. I, I think that is a, 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 a stem of Not it. Not having but... a black owner is a problem. Yes. Correct. And I don't know how far away we are. It, I doubt we're even 10 years away from a black owner. Like Diddy, P. Diddy two years ago with the Panthers was probably the closest we got to a black owner. But the other 31 owners get to vote and approve of a buyer. And there's no way the 31 other owners are ever going to approve a black owner. And until we get black NFL owners you're not going to see improvement of black NFL GMs and coaches. So I was looking at a stat today and was talking about, now, if you know me, then you probably know me from one group on Twitter and, and, and Discord. Um, so you're probably I'm probably still in your stat here, so sorry. But um, there's, there's like a whole bunch of like, there's not a lot of black uh, OCs and DCs. They're all a bunch of uh, position guys. Um. And and then that uh, they get pigeonholed as the once he was he once was a player and now he's this, um, and now he coaches that position, um, and then they get pigeonholed like oh we got to get the linebacker coach in here to coach the linebacker he plays linebacker so we got to get him in here. So maybe I don't, that, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is black position and assistant coaches and offensive defense coordinators only get so many chances to be head coaches that they'll take pretty much any head coaching job they can get, even if it's a bad job, just because that might be their only chance to be yeah. a head coach. I was actually just talking about, I was thinking about that. I wasn't talking about anyone, but like Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman had to take some very bad jobs. Yes, he did do some very, he bad took jobs. very bad jobs. And people think that like, so if you're a respectful, respectful guy, you're going to go out there, you're going to give a good interview, a meaningful interview after you're fucking one in 16. Um, it's going to make you look bad. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you're coaching the terrible Bengals before this Bengals and you're coaching the terrible, terrible Browns and you're, you don't have enough talent to win games, you're a sacrificial lamb. You go out there, you're given these series where you're not going, well, we don't have talent on our team because you don't want to do that because that's not what a respectable coach does. So you don't want to do that, and now all of a sudden they're going to take the the knife for that. You know what I mean? Like they're taking – like Hugh Jackman 
they're scapegoated, like yeah, she yeah, folks yes. in Arizona. Yeah. Like, like, great example. Hugh like, Jackman oh. should be an offensive coordinator at least in the NFL. The fact that he's not in the NFL is a joke. Yeah, I think he uh, took a college job gambling. He, uh, HBCU. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he's at Grambling. Um, I was just talking about it yesterday at work. Uh, I, I work with a uh, a lady who played uh, basketball at South Carolina State. Um, she's an alumni. And I talk. I, we talk about it all the time. Um, and she was like naming off people, HBCUs and stuff. There is an opportunity uh, right now with the Denver Broncos um, to sell to uh, Robert Smith, who is a um, a black billionaire who is a Denver native. Um, he is in the runnings to buy the Denver Broncos right now. They're up for sale. Um, it's This could be a step in the right direction if we can get this approved if the NFL gets uh, this pushed. But, I mean, he he fits a lot of the bill for ownership of the Denver Broncos, a guy who is a Denver native. People can get behind that. His mother carried him in the Million Man March with Martin Luther King um, when she was when he was a youngin. Um, there's a lot of cool things about him. He's worth $6.7 billion, um, according to Forbes. So this could be a good step. Um, if he has been emerged as one of the leaders for the ownership um, for the Broncos. So that could change. I mean, we could see our first black owner this year. Isn't it more important to get, so yes, what you're about, what I'm, the answer to what you're I'm about to say is more black owners, but that's not realistic because if I own, if Jerry, Jerry Jones, isn't going to sell the Cowboys. Let's be honest. Oh, here. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dan Snyder should probably sell um, for more news coming out about him today. Uh, we hate Dan Snyder. Um, uh, but, like, how many teams are going to sell a billion-dollar company just because, you know what, I'm tired of uh, being a white guy who owns this billion-dollar company. I think I should just sell it. That's not really realistic. But Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when these opportunities do come, like the Broncos and someone who is interested and who happens to be a, a person of maybe color. they should be weighed more. But what if they suck at as a as a businessman and and they su- and they and they tank this this team's worth? Oh, they don't suck as a businessman. Are you talking about the Dolphins? Did you know Stephen Ross backs? Uh, uh, I forget what sport uh, sport uh, betting book it is, but he backs like a gambling site. Okay, and he was trying to fix games. That's a good businessman. If you don't, if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Correct, but if they can prove that he was trying to tank, that's a federal crime. That sounds like you're telling about big business and people who are good at business. They're doing federal crimes all day. Yeah, but if they can prove it, he's going to have to sell that team. But, okay, but if, if you if get the more- NFL ever releases the Washington report, Daniel Snyder is going to have to sell that team. That's three potential teams right there. The Broncos, yeah. the Dolphins, Washington. But you know who's going to get a team? One of the Amazon people. One of the Amazon Amazon's people are going to get a team. Um, I don't know if he is. He definitely will. It depends on what they decide. With I just don't think own- he cares enough about sports to do that. He, he owns a oh, team. Oh, he does. Already. He's trying hard to get yeah. Thursday night and to redo Thursday night football. And I think he's also trying to get the uh, the red zone package. Bro, That's also – or like yeah, redo yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the NFL, the NFL, this is way on a tangent. The NFL, um, the Game Pass is going to a new system where it's not stuck to Dish or DirecTV, yeah, direct and then TV, anyone yeah. can buy it. It's gonna be sick. But anyway, sorry to go on a tangent because this is a serious point. But I think it's more important. Like, we need to get more people of color into front offices. For period. sure. That's I, I think that's the biggest I agree, part. But I feel like that's where we have the most. Black people in the NFL, like non-players, is that's not true. Problems. That's not true, bro. Go look at scouting teams. No, look, 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 at- at, look at head coaches and owners. There's one and zero. Now look at how many black GMs there are. There's not a lot, but there's more than the others. Who's who, how many black GMs are there? Vikings there's, just hired one. Washington has uh, Martin Mayhew. 
Vikings have Vikings. Cam. Uh, um, Lions have Brad Holmes. Lions. Okay. Yeah. Browns think, have. Uh, isn't it uh, Brown. Isn't his name Brown? No. Andrew Berry for Andrew, Andrew Berry. Yes, Andrew Berry. Uh, yeah, four. Terry Fontenot for the Falcons. Like, okay, but look at look at the Vikings. All right, Vikings are great, great organization. Right, owners, um, Jewish. Their grandparents are their parents were in the Holocaust. They're Holocaust survivors, and they they're all about uh, diversity. Um, they push by, for diversity in their team. Um, that's very big to them. Jeremy Jer- Jamal Stevenson, I think Stevens is like our head scout, uh, 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 black guy. He he was put in charge of help, not in charge, but he was in the committee to help pick a GM. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so now we have, so now we get Cam and another person of color coming in, and they get to the side, and now. They're not weighing like oh they're definitely not weighing this co- the, the them being black and then being an outsider against them now everyone's on the even playing field right so if you just have more people in these committees these hiring committees that are diverse because the problem is I think is when I look at someone and I can't relate to them and how they talk I'm not hiring that guy right for sure I mean it's it's uh. I was like, a, it's a primal thing that automatically, like, you automatically kind of separate yourself based, or you align yourself with people that look closer to you. Just Even if, naturally, if I'm an know? analytics guy, right, and I and I and I'm a GM based off analytics, and I bring in guys who are football guys, I'm not going to be able to relate to this guy. He's going to be big. Uh, I'm going to bite your kneecap, and I'm like, well, what, what do you think about third downs? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, do you how do you know? What I mean, what should we do on fourth and two? You know what I mean? And you're like, well, I think we should go up there and man, man, power the A gap. And I'm like, well, I don't want that. Like, I don't care. Like, what are you saying to me, dude? Like, uh, you're you're talking, you know what I mean? Like, we need people that can push back, like, oh, I can't relate to this person. Obviously, there's going to be random people you can't relate to. But in general, just because someone comes from a different background or talks differently or they have a different whatever, you shouldn't be like, well, I can't relate to this guy. Um, I like Kevin O'Connell way more. You know what I mean? Like, that shouldn't be happening. Like that's why I think we need to get NFL, a team of NFL people that when your team is hiring, they go and sit in, they hear the questions you're saying and they hear the answers because then what they can do is they can go, wow, dude, I heard X, Y, and Z in an interview at blah, blah, blah. You should definitely bring him in. That's what would do it. An outside source that is sitting in, hearing it and pushing it, pushing good. The problem is the owners would have to agree to that, and they won't. Okay, here's the other answer. And because this is- the other thing is, even if they did agree to it, what power does that do? Those people listening in on the meetings actually have over the NFL owners? No, that's Zero. not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that say say that we have um, what's his face, Demarco Ryan, right? I love Demarco Ryan. I think he's a future head coach. I wanted him now. Um, Raheem Morris, that guy's a stu- absolute stud. He's going to be a head coach soon, one hundred percent. But they come in and they have a great prepared interview, right? And all you have to do is have these guys in the room that are going to be like, listen, they are not there to give opinions on who to hire. They're not there to ask questions, right? That's not why they're there. They're there to listen to make sure that this is a good interview and to listen if the guy who's giving that, if they think they're blown away, it's their opinion of who's blown away. Yeah. Right. And I think we also, to add it one more step further, I think we also in those meetings with those third party guys, we should have them be able to build profiles for all yeah. candidates as well. Cause that way you can get that information on how well he did in all these different parties. which And then that way it kind of helps build these head coaching candidate profiles that more teams could start as like a, a building block from, and then as each year develops, see what the updated records, see what they've done, and then it kind of helps more for everybody, which I do yeah. like that. Say they have a grading system, right? They're like, this guy did good. Like, okay, I hate to pull out Eric uh, Eric B on this, but Eric B is a bad interviewer, right? That's what everyone's saying. He's a ba- his interviews are bad. They're, no one really requests allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. I'm not gonna agree, but whatever. So say they go into like, hey, uh, we we want to bring in more people. 
do you have a file on like who you think are pretty good, man? Uh, can you give me the names of who you think good and you know what was some of their things like? Oh, they, like list some of their characteristics that we find important. We'll match up some, and then we can add that to our interview list because then it it's like LinkedIn for coaches, right? Because right now the hashtag LinkedIn for coaches is who I coach with, who's right. my son, uh, who did I rub shoulders with? When right now all the coaches are goddamn white, so who do you rub shoulders with? Are another white person? You know what I mean? So like that's who. That's how it's going to work until you have someone else who has a file on these people and can go, Hey man, you should really come to me. If you need, if you have someone that you need now, these are billionaires, right? And and they have their own opinions, but if you have to go through them anyways, to request or request, there you go. And another thing, the only solution I have to this, right? The Rooney rule says that you can't hire someone in, until you bring in a person of color for an interview. If I'm a person of color, I would veto going there. They ain't getting one person of color to go there to interview. And it has to be a qualified. You can't just bring someone from 7-Eleven. Like, well, we hired Jim from accounting. No, that's not, that's not working. If you don't have a qualified guy to come in, you can't hire. So, like, I don't think a person of color, if they really believe the Giants did this, if I was a person of color, I would not take an interview with the with the Giants. I wouldn't show up. Yeah, I mean it's easy to say that, but it's at the same time, it's also a double standard for black coaches to where then once you do that, you get labeled. And no, then once I'm you get labeled, you're done. Like Brian Flores. Oh yeah. What if you can't if you can't hire a coach, it don't matter if you're hired, bro. You're gonna have to, you can't hire a coach. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's much easier to to say that than to actually put it into practice. Like that's why this Brian Flores story is so big, is because he is the first black coach to come out and say what everybody knows. Yes, but you have to start somewhere. Like yes, he's the first one to to come out. But now it's a known thing, so you can't just push these. You can't push Brian Flores against the wall and say, "Come on now, it's, bro." No, we're taking this. The fucking they're all field. denying it. Everyone, dude, have you heard anyone from our side, our side, as a, someone's going, I kind of agree with John Elway. No one. No, he, no. No one, no one is agreeing with him. So the, now the they can't. The public knows he's right, but the public doesn't matter because the public doesn't own the NFL team. You're not getting the uh-huh. point, bro. So they, you can't label these people bad because they didn't interview with the Giants because we know the Giants are in bad faith. So they can't put a bad omen. Like, say, Brian Flores was getting slandered. I agree that he – I believe that he was getting slandered in Miami because they didn't want him anymore, and they wanted to just be like, well, the guy went on a seven-game win streak, and he almost made it to the playoffs. Um, how do we fire him? Oh, we say he fucking talks mad shit about our players <laughs> to their faces, and you run bad press against him. That won't be able to happen. Like, oh, like, say Eric B. isn't a bad interviewer. But they keep bringing Eric B in. Everyone's saying that he's a bad interviewer. So when they bring him in and he sucks at his interview, it's like, well, we get our person, our person of color in person interview, and he sucks. Well, if they don't go there, they can't label these people that are not true. But then it's like, well, he's not. He doesn't want this head coach. No, no, no. It's not not every job, right? You're not going to go to. You're not going to show up to the Vikings when they clearly want to hire. But but the Broncos. And the Giants are labeled. And if I was a person of color, I'm not going there. For sure. You Now that it's been exposed. But the thing yes. is, too, it's the network. That we, like, going back to the ownership of, like, a lot of these owners, they trust each other's words. And so by then it being the big boys club is that, like, you can have all these labels. So then guys, especially owners who are not really that involved, but get involved because yeah. they have to, then they just hear what, you know, was told by them. Then that's what causes that um, more of like, oh, well, we heard bad things from him. And then, because of course, they're the owner, you're going to have that more lenient, they're going to have some say into that decision as well. Yeah, it causes per- that whole circle. There's of a percentage of that, right? But you, you think that you're going to come to the Wilfs, who are football guys, that the word on the street is Jim Harbaugh was going to come in there and they love football so much. They're like, Oh shit, Jim Harbaugh's in here. And he's, he's talking about football and he's wearing khakis and he's in here taking his shirt off and putting his cleats on. He's hired, but that's not what happened, bro. That's literally not what happened. They didn't get tricked into this. 
they listen to people that are reasonable because they actually care about football and they want to be good. So they brought people in. You know what I mean? Like, they which is to, good, you know but I mean? it's like, it's a small sample size for a greater issue. Like, I get like not everything is absolute, think, but I'm saying that that can happen to where once you get tainted in that billion dollars boys club, it, it can be an upward battle for these candidates to really get okay. that serious consideration. But what matters more to these billionaires? Our money or or them shitting on some coach who de- who deserves a job? That's just going to, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to sit there and They go, don't fit well, their brand. Huh? They don't fit their brand of what they want to do. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. You're taking... Because no, no, no. you think about like, you are a... Because he's a... A head coach is like... Literally one of the front faces of your billion-dollar corporation. CEO. You're the football CEO. Yeah. When you're the, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. If Brian Flores doesn't fit what the – say the Giants are a fun-loving team and that's their thing. So Brian Flores is not the coach of that, right? He's not. I feel Brian Flores is a, is a big fit for this uh, Saints team. I feel like he's, he fits that culture. I think the 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 Louisiana culture. I think that fits. I don't know why. I feel like that that he's a he's a no nonsense, uh, winning coach, serious guy. I think it fits, man. I think that he fits that. But so if you're telling me that they don't hire him and bring him in, that's a joke. Like, what are you gonna say? Like, that, you can't say that. Like, we already can see that this like that they fit. Like, normal people are gonna look at this and go, that doesn't make sense, bro. And and when people start calling out the bullshit, that's when the bullshit doesn't get to slide. For sure. We need to expose everything for sure. But I'm just saying that it is a different game and it's a different ideology in that billion dollars boys club that what makes it tough. And nowadays a lot more things are being called out and more of bigger movements have been happening, which I'm very grateful for because it does help inspire change and change does get to happen. But, you know, we'll see how much change is actually going to happen from this lawsuit. You know, I want to see big change, but, you know, we got to see what exactly is the path of how the NFL is going to handle this, you know? Yeah, I, I, I feel like as who I am, it's hard for me to speak on this and be like, oh, I'm disappointed. You know what I mean? Who, what do my words actually mean? Um, you know what I mean? Like, honestly. But it, it, it it's fucked, right? And I oh, think yeah. I, it's super fucked. And Brian Flores is a great coach. I don't care. I would love Brian Flores. The only reason I wouldn't want Brian Flores is he's a defensive coach. And, hey, if I want DeMarco Ryans, I want Brian Flores. And I'll take him right now. If, if we weren't getting Kevin O'Connell or whatever, I would want Brian um, uh, Flores on my thing. I feel like I say that I don't like Patrick Graham. I just don't like him as a – I don't like his coaching style, right? And it and in like, oh, see, there you go. I don't like Kevin O'Connell. I hate Kevin O'Connell. I don't like him as a hire. It I, I doesn't seem like my kind of guy. I wanted DeMarco – or De, De, I don't know. I'm going to mess up his – I wanted Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. I wanted D'Amico Ryan. I love I love the football-y football guy who's going to say I'm going to bite your kneecaps. And, you know what I mean? That's who I like. And, right, you like that, like uh, that Mike Vrabel kind of prototype. Yeah, and, I, and yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, Mike Vrabel is my coach. I want someone that I come in. He's a hard nosed football guy. He and played he jokes, recently, and he and he jokes, and he yeah. That's why I love Demarco. He played. He can relate to these players like no one else can. And Raw was on a Buccaneers team that they were stripping. They were their lowest cap number by twenty million dollars, and he was still winning games. That's hard. That's hard to do. And these guys, like, now I'll get Ryan pulled himself out because I, didn't they just get rid of the defensive court, the the assistant head coach or something in Niners? Who got fired? It was a black dude who just got fired. Yeah, uh, the tight end coach. Yeah, he was like tight end slash something else, right? I think he was like associate uh, head coach. Yeah, so they asked him to take a 60% pay cut, and he said no, so they fired See, him. See, I think that – so I think Ryan pulled his name out of us because of, of – um, Jim Harbaugh, he thought maybe Jim was going to get that job, or he's going to get a better situation with the Niners. Yeah, he's probably going to get that associate head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he deserves it, and I think he's going to be a head coach in one or two years. I really do. And yeah. it, 
he he looks amazing. What he's doing with no cornerbacks at all, what he did, quote, is crazy. I love him. He's my favorite coach on the super tangent, sorry. It has nothing to do, like, I just want a type of guy, right? If you can put 10 type of guys in there, and whoever can sell me better on that type is who I want, right? That's all I care. So if you if I wanted a serious hard nosed coach, bring me ten serious hard code no- coaches that I can feel who who's going to sell me better, and that's what I want. And you can't tell me if you want a hard nosed coach, Brian Flores isn't the guy. I would put you what you do. You take Jim Harbaugh, uh, Zim, and Brian Flores, and whoever can sell me better on my future is who I'm picking. Right? That's period. It has, but that's my problem. You get to get that brand in there, what you're saying, and sell me on it, and it's all yeah. I care about. For sure. I think, too, especially with the hard-nosed guy, you want to see him how, especially if offense is not his uh, specialty, I want to see his offensive game plan. Because I think yes. that would show me that more he knows what he wants to do. He has, like, a guy or type of guy system that he wants to run yes. that's going to make this team. Like, uh, look look at Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, look who he brought in as an offensive coordinator, dude. Like, who's the coordinator? Uh, oh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yes, and right. before that, uh, before that, who was it? Um, he brought in Kyle Shanahan, and he also had a uh, Sarkeesian. Yeah, after yeah, him. yep. Uh, that didn't work out, and then I forget who was after Sark. No, he had someone before Kyle Shanahan too. I'm pretty sure, right? He got fired after Sark. But Raw Ra- Ra- Ra was a passing game coordinator for that Falcons t- game team, and he was a defensive. He's a defensive coordinator now. Like the guy, that guy knows something, and I, and people talk about how great he is um, as a person and as a coach. And he, I, I don't know who interviewed him, but not enough teams did. There was too many. Like I don't know what the Texans are doing, and they get Josh. What is it, McDaniel? McCown. McCown. Holy shit, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I and mean, we already know the with the history of the Texans franchises. They should how, sell. They, they should definitely sell. That they should not have. Uh, ownership, but uh, yeah. Um, any final uh remarks on this? Uh, our first segment before we start breaking down these this coaching carousel, Jonathan. Jonathan? Um, I feel like I took over that pretty big because I've been talking about it all day pretty much, so it's just timing was. Yeah, I just feel like we need more. The NFL is 70% black. In terms of players. So the fact that there is one black head coach and zero black NFL owners is. Or, hey, doesn't do you, make sense. Not to cut you off. Do you count? Like, oh, so I think there's a difference between a white coach who never played NFL football and a white coach who did play. Do you see a difference between that? Because I do. In terms of what? Of. Of. I don't even know how to explain that. Like someone who is involved in the football culture, culture, as in in the locker room with these guys, and uh, they understand each other and they can relate to players on a different level. And then just the white guy who coached, like I, I, that's different to me. I don't know why it just is. I see those people as different, different. I mean, both can be good coaches. That doesn't really true, matter. but I feel like the type of culture you're bringing in is different from a guy who never played and the guy who did play. But then that from there, it just depends on his experience as a coach. Most of the time, what the coaching scene is you got to pay your dues from being a positional coach, an assistant, or whatever, and you kind of learn by being in the culture. So you kind of get the same, but just from different perspectives. Like you're both going to be in culture, but whether it's from the coaching end or actually playing, and you know. Okay, let me ask you a question. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. And I actually, I actually almost said something dumb until I read this, just to make sure, double checked it. How many head coaches in the NFL? I mean, the NBA are white. At least half. More than half. Way more than half. Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one out of thirty. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Let's go to be honest. We're going to talk about like misrepresentation. That is some misrepresentation. Yeah, I, I, I was literally telling people, like, how would you think if you looked at the NBA and it was all white coaches? It'd be pretty weird, wasn't it? 
when what ninety eight percent of the players are black? Ninety six to be safe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's high. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. But that's a different topic. I'll I'll just bring that up, Frank Kirby. It doesn't. But before the uh, the All Lives Matter crowd tries to come for us, there is three coaches of color in the NFL. There is what head coaches? Yeah, head there's coach. only one. Mike Tomlin, Ron Rivera, and uh, Roberts uh, Salah. Salah. Oh yeah. So you have a black coach. Uh, Native American Latino coach. Hold on, I thought he was Native. Ron Rivera. Yeah, because they were saying that's the person to come over and get the head. I read this somewhere. I'm 100 uh, not. They were saying like he's the guy to come in when they're changing the name. It's a sign of them showing the culture. He's he he relates. That's weird. I read this whole article about that. Anyways, that's weird. he's Puerto Rican. I believe that when you saying that makes 100 sense. But I kind of just read this article and believed in it. Well, I think half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Wow. That article is fucking um, And uh, Salah is Lebanese, I think. He's a lesbian? For P, he turned pespian? <laughs> <laughs> He's pushing it, anyways. Yeah. I'll continue. Uh, but yeah, there's only three not white coaches out of 32 in the entire NFL. There is no not white NFL owners. Well, that is a dis- I disagree with that statement heavily. Who's a not white owner? Of Dan- well, uh, the 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 Wills are not uh, white. They are people of color. They're Jewish, which is Ashkenazi. They that is not a white. That's a person of color in terms. That's a that is a minority, buddy. Okay. 30 teams then. Yeah, because Dan Snyder is Jewish can't. too. Dan Snyder's white. Yeah, uh, I, I think he the, I won't count the Packers though, because they're like publicly owned. They're white too. Move on. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, it's Wisconsin. So. But. Yeah, so we need to see improvements in all fronts um, of the NFL in terms of offensive, defensive coordinators, head coaches, uh, GMs, and especially owners. So I really think the others won't follow until we get black NFL owners. Yeah, I agree. But we might never get that because the other – Teams owners have to approve the buyer, so it's that gentleman's club. You're either in it or you're not, and if they don't want you in it, you're not going to be in it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's uh, kind of start uh, talking about the jobs that have been filled and the jobs that are still open to be filled. Um, so uh, one of the first hires that we had in this coaching cycle, we had the Chicago Bears. Um, they uh, got uh, Ryan Poles as the GM and then Matt Eberflu as the former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Giants hired Brian Dabo as their head coach. Uh, the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, um, offensive coordinator from – the Packers, Brian Dabo was the office coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Josh McDaniels gets the head coaching job in Las Vegas, the office coordinator from the Patriots. Um, job still left to be filled. Well, it's not official confirmed, but Minnesota Vikings are to hire Kevin O'Connor, office coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, job still to be filled, Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins, and the New Orleans Saints jobs. Um, so let's talk about the guys who have been officially hired. What coach uh, out of these situations and situations do you like the most out of the guys who have been officially hired? You got me. 
I think I like. You got me. Dable to the Giants. Why is that? With Joe. Uh, you would like that. I caught Joe you. Brady at this quarterback. No, we caught you. We caught you. Joe uh, Shone. Shoney, I think is it. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the GM. They gotcha. They've been working together. Uh, the last couple of years, they have that familiarity. So you're not going to be walking into an uncertain situation like whoever the Jags hire to be their coach, uh, where there's going to be conflict with the GM there and Trent. No, Balky. it's not. There is not going to. Nope. You're wrong. Um, so I like that they already have that head coaching and uh, GM synergy, uh, which is the same thing the Bills did when they hired Doug McDermott and Brandon Bean from the Panthers. Um, and that seemed to be working pretty well for them. So I like that they're going back to that well again, uh, have that synergy. They should be able to work well together. They have the draft resources. I mean, they got the fourth and the sixth pick. Um, so they can definitely make a quick turnaround if they want. I don't think it's going to be a seven-year build for them uh, like Matt Rule. Can't stand. Uh, but yeah, I think that's my favorite out of the hires so far. Kyle, what do you think? What is uh? Do you have a guy? I'm trying to think. Um, no one I like's official. I don't think. Um, I don't know. I really don't know anything about that. The the Bears guy. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I know a lot of. What I've heard from him is just uh, more of just like the leadership qualities and skills that he's he's had and just kind of uh, people like what he's done with the defense, but mostly just how he communicates. Kind of like um, like the, the Stanley hire from last year, Staley hire. Yeah. Um, so, which is cool. Because like me again, like kind of going back to uh, early on, uh, like – qualities that you want from your coach, right? You want a guy who can, who's going to be a teacher. If you have a younger team, you have a guy who's a leader who can motivate um, and those different qualities that you want for your head coach. Uh, I think for me, I'll give you some time. Kind of going back on the situation with that John's talked about, just having that synergy with your GM. Um, I think with, I mean, Josh McDaniels, it, you know, that situation, I think can, Prosper, especially be coming off a playoff year, um, having your having you know a guy you pretty much worked with in New England for a while that that's just going to kind of should be a seamless uh, transition because they pretty much got hired at the same time they were to, you know together so they have uh, like talking about what they want to do. Um, they got a decent amount of pieces. Um, the question is, is like. It's tough because it's like when you have when you take over a playoff team, if you don't make the playoffs in your first year, you're automatically like you regressed, right? But it's like you kind of got to start getting your guys in to fit your system that you want to run. So that it, that can be a little tricky in terms of results. But I think for guys in the synergy, I think Justin Daniels should be interesting. Um, I know that a lot of Raiders players wanted uh, uh, Richie back in there to uh, to coach them up, but. Uh, they got Josh, and we'll see what they do in uh, in Oakland or Las Vegas. Jesus. She got your answer, Kyle? No, I don't. These all suck. This is this feels like, you know, when, like, uh, there's always, like, there's, like, a slam dunk coaching class. You're like, oh, my God, there's so many good coaches that are going to be hired this year. Um, There were then, a lot of good names, and a lot of them just kind of – but this feels like, you know when there's, like, not a lot of names and you just hire some people and all of a sudden you get a bunch of gyms like no one was ready? This is what I feel like is going to happen. I really do. Huh. Like, one of these names are going to be kind of nuts or something. Um, but, like, I can just go with potential, right? There's two potential that I like. That's um, Brian Flores to the Saints and uh, Doug Peterson to the Jaguars. Those two hires make me feel the most happy. See, I think Doug Peterson to the Jaguars is going to be a mess. Why? Uh, 
because he already had conflict with the GM in Philadelphia, and now he's going to the GM with the most head but, coaching conflict in the league. I think that you're misunderstanding what they hired Rick to do. They're not official yet, but they're hiring Rick because Rick and Doug are tied. Rick, Doug was going to come here. That was all over the place. And all of a sudden, Rick got fired, and that Doug, he never, Doug didn't get an interview. And, then, and it was all over the place. Oh, Doug's probably going to end up in Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Rick Who's got fired. Doug? Huh? Who's Doug? Doug Peterson. Oh, true. Um, and Rick, Rick was going to go up, do the same thing he's doing right now, hire a new GM, take a different job. And he was going to bring in a coach and help this coaching. Um, and that's what's going to happen in Jack, Jacksonville. And I think and Balky's kind of nuts. And he says he wants to hire a GM that's going to take care of day-to-day so he can be more on the field coaching, which does not seem good. That does not seem like a good thing. Um, but, hey, Doug Peterson's a winner, man. And I think he might be pretty good with quarterbacks. And you probably want to get someone with the next Andrew Luck. They don't treat him like mm-hmm. and not build off of the he line. He did ruin Carson Wentz. I don't know if you can say. Hold anything. on, and did he ruin Carson Wentz, or did he get the most you could get out of him? I don't know. Carson Wentz is a bust. He did have an MVP season. Then he tore his ACL in that last game of the season. Nick Foles uh, stinks at football. He won the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is true. He's got that big Nick energy. And he gives his teammates or his team, he gives them. Don't be jealous. He gives them. Um, Don't be jealous. I am jealous of every NFL team who's not coached by Matt Rule. Yeah, that dude stinks. Hopefully, uh, this year we should be able to. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. A lot of moves. That need to be made for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we can talk more about that as we go to this all season. You guys got uh, a very good defense offense, which like it's funny. It's like your offense should have been already cooking, and then you just had to build your defense, and you did that. But now your offense is not cooking. That's because they sabotaged the offense by trying to improve it. Sorry, I had a, I, I, I had uh, an interruption. What what did I miss real quick? We were just talking about uh, how how I'm jealous of every NFL team who's not coached by Matt Rule. Yeah, and I said that like you know they you know their offense was kind of should have been cooking while they built up that defense and they built the defense up, but the offense started is just not cooking anymore. And uh, yeah, that's where we last left off at. Um, hey man, picking offensive linemen are hard, and that's their problem. But I mean, like you start off with not even drafting a guy, you're like offensive guy in the first year. They did. They draft. did. Oh well, they needed a whole new defense, and he rebuilt that defense. He did it. Yeah, he did rebuild the defense. I give him that. I but don't. I'm not a Matt not Rule fan, signings. but it's not good signings. That's you not know, him. That's, that's the GM, though. That is the GM. The coach. He, he does not have roster control. There is zero chance that Matt Rule has Matt roster Rule control. does have roster control. There's no way. He has final say. It's in there's his contract. There's no way. I want to see that because there's no way. It's public knowledge. I got I got to see that he has final say. There's no way they gave – if, if your front office gave a first-year coach out of college final say, your front office still sucks. That's period, point blank. It wasn't the, the front office. Up. It was the owner who did that. And, yes, he's an idiot That's, also. That is horrible. If you gave a coach out of a call, never coach for final say, you deserve what you get. Tepper stinks. Yes. That's terrible. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you was, what was your statement that you, you were uh... – Oh, I was saying, you know, he's a good team guy, and he gives his teammates vanilla ice cream after every meeting. And that's how you build a winner right there. Yeah, I would love to see uh, Brian Flores get the Saints job. Um, I like. I think the Saints have a stable ownership to where you that's a, like an organization you would want to play for that will give you that uh, that leash or whatever. Um, you need I a scared. leash because that yeah, thing's that, gonna be bad. 
yeah, they got to clear that roster out completely. Yeah. See, that's why I don't want him to take that job. Because it's going to be a tank year for them. It's going to be a tank two years, three years. They stink. Yeah, so by the time they're done with the tank, he's not going to be the head coach anymore. Well, no. You, that's what we what? just talked about having Stable that lead leadership. Ownership. Yeah. yeah. So in, in having that, knowing that, I mean, it's public knowledge for years that they done this a certain way to try to win. Now there's like if they are on the same page, say, look, we are taking that we're rebuilding. Let's not use the T word. We're oh, rebuilding oh. this organization. Breaking news as we're recording. Okay. For Adam Schefter, former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson is being hired as the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey buddy. If you Special. say that I don't know what I'm talking about. There you I didn't go. say that you don't know what you're talking about. I said, I'm not I talking about you. I'm not talking about you. There's some people who don't believe that I hear things here and there. The streets be talking, and I be listening. Continue. I didn't doubt it. I just don't think it's going to end well. I knew this. As soon as Rick was going there, I knew it. Wait, so was Rick Spiel in the organization? Is that yeah, Rick Spiel? He's not there yet, but he interviewed twice, and he's getting hired. It's The deal's done. It's over. As soon as he gets hired, Doug Peterson gets hired. They're, they're just waiting to hire a black person or uh, interview a black person first. Oh my god, did they really not do that yet? Uh, yeah, they did. No, I'm, I'm in for Rick. What, what no, they don't, they don't have to because he's uh, a... Uh, I, I was, I'm making a joke. Yeah, I know, but they don't have... They don't have, They really don't have to because he's just some dude in the front office. Um, but back on course, so now so we can add the, the Jags job as filled... There we but go. That's my favorite spot. There you go. It, it happens. Everything happens. Everything happens for a reason, right? Um, so we so we got still got the Dolphins job, which is looking likely that Mike McDaniels is. I mean, he's probably the only guy left that they was a finalist uh, because Kevin McConnell was most likely in getting hired with the Vikings. Uh, Brian Dable got hired with the Giants, so he's kind of like the last man remaining, unless they are going to. I don't know how long they're going to wait because with the lawsuit, I don't know if they're trying to wait till this kind of dies down media wise or what have you, but um, that seems to be most likely. And I just, and the Saints is still the last one, which not exactly sure where they're going. Um, Dolphins, we'll Dolphins, Saints, and Texans are the last team. Yeah. Um, I think – I mean, I see that uh, – I just saw that Eric B. is having an interview with the Saints on Saturday. I didn't see um, that. No, 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 I didn't yeah, that. I, it just came across my ticker uh, on this East-West Shrine game. Uh, oh, dude, you know who the Dolphins should uh, bring in for an interview? Who? Brian Flores. I think that would be pretty crazy. He's a good coach here. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, yeah, so I, I do like – I would like to see Eric B. there t- too – um, Eric B, Brian Flores, uh, Raheem Morris, uh, those are my guys. Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles actually be pretty good. Oh, you know what? I forgot about Todd Bowles, but yeah, the Jets will do that for you. So did everybody else. The Jets will do that to you. And that's the thing, though. I mean, he was bad, but not as bad as the Gates. last couple of guys. Gates, oh, Gates was yeah. terrible. Absolutely terrible. The fact the that fact he was able to bounce from a job. Yeah. Job, yeah. See, that's where the yeah. – Hugh Jackman doesn't get a job, but Gase gets a head coaching job after losing his head coaching job. Yeah, yeah. that's where the the racism and white privilege comes into play. Same with uh, Josh McDaniels getting a head coaching job. Two years after uh, taking a job, hiring a staff, and then uh, changing his mind and saying, no, I'm staying in New England. Because Everflus, the defensive coordinator from the Colts who just got hired by the Bears, McDaniels hired him. That was McDaniels' handpicked defensive coordinator. McDaniels? Yeah, when he was going to take the Colts job. Oh, no way. Yeah. Before he... uh, Changed his mind up. That. Yeah. So, a black coach could never do that. Take a job, hire a staff, and then back out at the last second. He wouldn't coach in the NFL again. No, not a shot. Well, no one would trust alone, him. 
let alone get another head coaching job. Yeah. Uh, actually, something that I think could happen either this year or next year, but I think uh, we could see the retirement of Bruce Arians uh, now that Tom Brady is retired. Um, he just told his staff that, that might he be should wide. look to um, – you can either leave, to a, whether it's a lateral move, take a lateral moves, and, you know, maybe he could appoint, you know. His, his son came out and said that wasn't true, but also, like, you have to say that's not true. Yeah. What happened? Say that again. Uh, Arians, there was a report that said Arians uh, told his staff, uh, gave his staff permission to seek jobs elsewhere, even if it's not a promotion. Yeah, like whether it's a lateral move or not. Yeah, because this does team was going to be. A- hey, what does he have say? What do you mean say? So this is a good question. I'm actually asking if you know this. Do the ownership have say over those contracts? Or For did the coach- so oh. the so the blocking of coaches, right? Right. Is yeah. that an ownership thing or is that a like a head coach thing? I think it's a head coach thing. Yeah. Because I mean, I think the head coach gets that final say for who he wants on his staff, and then uh, they kind of work out the contracts with them. I've been thinking it in probably my head, depends on the head coach's contract. And like I've been thinking, bro. I've been thinking in my head is like, you just hire this. You bring in this. Like I'm, a, I just got hired as a head coach. And I bring in the staff, and my the front office hates this guy. I bring in like Arnold Schwarzenegger to coach defense, and everyone's like, um, what? And I'm like, no, I want him. Like, pay him. Like, whatever he wants, pay this guy. And they're like, uh, what? I got to sign this contract for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're like, yeah, man, that's who I want. You wanted me, and I want him. So sign him. Whatever he wants. That sounds crazy to me. I don't know why. No, <laughs> it's basically how it goes until you start losing. Yeah. I feel and like-, like we can fire you or you can fire him. If you're winning, it's fine. Yeah. Once you start losing, it's, yeah, you Bring fire Bring me you Danny fire. DeVito as a defensive line coach or I'm out of here. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think that like, I'll be cool with – Maybe what if that's also another reason? Well, I mean, Byron I think backed it's, out. Yeah, Byron backed out. Maybe because he got the opportunity to be the heir apparent to Bruce Arians. That's Bruce Arians is seventy. That was the word know? was the fact that the Vikings didn't interview him. Like all my favorite guys didn't get interviewed. It's sickening. Yeah, Todd Bowles got an interview and not Brian Leftwich. Which yeah it sucks. But, the fact uh, that Kellen Moore is getting more interviews than than Demirko Ryan's is sick. It is sick, anyways. But yeah, um, I think. Let's see. Yeah, the Houston Texans job. I mean, I think the writing is on the wall for them. I mean, I just I don't really care for that franchise. I really don't want to talk about that franchise. It's, you know, what what franchise? The Houston Texans. You uh, know, just, how sickening would it be? Because all the rumors is Brian and Watson want to play together. Yeah. How sickening would it be if they hired Brian Flores? It, it's it's like a like another level of mind games with the knowing that like history of the McNair family. Can't let the inmates run the prison. Yeah, you, know? you didn't have to say it on my show. But uh which is why I don't think they'll hire Brian Flores because that's well, give, giving Deshaun what he wants. But you, but I think if Brian Flores is a real man, like I hate saying this. I don't, I don't know this man personally, but if he's a real man and, and he, he and his friend Deshaun Watson is telling him, you know, about this organization and, you know, and he doesn't want to play for them anymore. Brian Flores wouldn't even accept the interview. Would he like, I wouldn't. If, if you, if I, if you mean you were friends and you tell me that this is how this is going. I'm not going there. Like I don't know that they are friends. Yes, they have been. The report is so. I'm. I don't know these people personally. Is that they have been texting all offseason and they want to m- go to the same team and meet up. They want to make moves so they can end up on the same team together. That is the word is happening right now. Honestly, that that would be the craziest press. So that's like, why they like the Bears were like chaos if if those two are the same team. So if like yeah. if your team that needs to make a buzz around your team. Like you the Panthers, maybe. Yeah, but uh, Washington yeah, football that, team. The Panthers are one hundred percent going to be in on that that trade market again. You have no they, picks, I mean, but anyways, I'm not going to argue about that right now. We got the six pick and future picks and young talent. I didn't say we're going to have the assets to make the trade, 
I said we're going to be trying. Yeah. Yeah, Washington's definitely has already been noted that they're going to be heavy uh, into the trade market for a veteran quarterback. Uh, so we'll see where that leads. Uh, you know, let's we're gonna let Russ cook. That's the goal. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I think Josh McCown's probably going to be the guy in Texas, which would be wild. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll see when they finally make their decision, which will probably be coming this week or next week after the Super Bowl. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and let's kind of do last real thing. Um, coaches on a hot seat for next year's coaching carousel. Uh, just uh, throw a couple names out there. Don't want to pray on nobody's downfall for sure, but we can kind of start to see the writing on the walls next year for uh, these certain coaches who didn't go right. Matt Rule. Matt Rule for sure. Independent, you know, especially if they don't show any kind of progress. Ron Rivera. Yeah. Uh, with Ron Rivera, I mean, even though they won the NFC North. Quick, quick trivia fact. Ron Rivera is the only NFL coach ever to take two teams, two different teams, to the playoffs with losing records. That's a fun fact. 2014 Carolina Panthers and 2020 Washington football team. I think uh, – uh, yeah, with, if he does have another losing season, definitely for sure be in a hot seat um, for Ron. Definitely uh, Clint Kingsbury <coughs> if they don't come with the contract extension this offseason. Uh, you can see those that writing on the walls next year. Pete Carroll, whether he gets fired or he re- uh, decides to retire. Wasn't the rumor that he was going to retire this offseason? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, a lot of this is going to figure out with the Russ and Pete situation. Whose side's going to who's going to take whose side? And because uh, I mean, there was a lot of smoke last offseason about being traded, and they you know was able to put it together for another year, but now finishing last in their division, something's got to give. Mostly because of Russ. Yeah. So you see, Pete Carroll. Uh, Bruce Arians, um, the fact of possibly retiring, whether he stays here for another year. Um, I think that's the only – that's all I got for right now. I, I, I don't see any other jobs. unless I mean, at least that you can kind of see the writing on the wall right now. Uh, what would be a big surprise? Um – I'm going to say McCarthy. Oh, actually, I don't know if I would see that as a surprise, to be honest. I think that's just, I think that's just kind of be smart business for Jerry. I think that's why Dan Quinn took his name out of uh, the coaching cycle. Yeah. It's because he knows he's going to be interim and then yeah. head coach. Those guys love it. Like they're that, you know, those young guys love him. All the uh, defense setup all loves him. And I think that's a good trait to have. Um, and guys want to play for him. So that'd be, uh, I can see that happening for sure. They go Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore. Um, I think a surprise for me would be, uh, I just had the name, uh, Stefanski. Mm. I, you know, I don't know if it will happen next listen, year. That would definitely if, be a big surprise. Listen, I will stand on the, on my desk and say this right now. I will fire whoever's in my front office for for Kevin Stefanski. I I if he gets if he's free, I will jump. I will run to my organization and be like, "Hey, remember that guy that you that was with us for a long time, and then you picked Zim over him? Can you take him back, please? Yeah, <laughs> please, 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 please let him run the game." Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on coaches. Maybe uh, I don't know anyone else who's gonna get fired. Like everyone else is pretty solid. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. We kind of already talked about the guys we think who the writer on the wall. Except with uh, Kingsbury and Pete Carroll, um, uh, Bruce Arians. Pete Carroll, Bruce Arians, definitely more of the retired because they're both for like seventy club. Um, 
you know, Kingsbury definitely has some issues with the ownership right now. So if he doesn't get his extension this offseason, that's going to be big, really telling for them. Um, yeah, that's about it right now. But uh, you guys have any final words on this podcast? Episode three, before we wrap things up here. Uh, fire rule. Uh, and hire black coaches, GMs, and sell to black owners. In that rules. Wow. I, I'm hearing a bunch of anti-white propaganda coming out of you. How about that? Correct. I really hope no one takes me seriously because they don't know who I am. This is <laughs> this is a pretty dangerous game that I'm playing. It is a dangerous game because they can clip that. They can clip that and be <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled, buddy. I'm getting. I'm getting. <laughs> Stop while your head cough. <laughs> I'm getting discriminated against. Anti-racism, reverse racism. I played my trap card. Anyway, my final words for this episode is: I need Mike McDonough's, uh official sign because, you know, I love that guy. So, yeah, Mike my Jones. Fi- my final words. Uh, my final words, I leave you with a question and I'll give you an answer really quick. Actually, I, do, I got to do final words. Go, you go now. Okay. Um, what do you, what, when uh, Kevin O'Connell wins the Super Bowl, what kind of rings will the Vikings get? Scolded ones? Dream? Imaginary? Cock rings. Y'all have a great night. And let's all take command this offseason. Shout out to the Washington Commanders. We'll see you guys that name next Boo. time. See ya. Should have been Red Wolves.